0: hello everybody happy new year welcome to the scottish rugby podcast brought to you by the scottish rugby blog i am cammy black um joining me this evening we have craig manson good evening craig good evening happy new year uh johnny mcginty good evening happy new year and john anderson hello john
1: hello happy new year and all that
0: yeah it's the new year so any any big resolutions john
1: uh yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop criticizing Scottish rugby fans. This is <laughs>
2: <laughs> see how long that lasts. that's <laughs> <really> <laughs> think that's gonna even gonna make this podcast
0: pos- pos- Isn't <laughs> that
1: but isn't that what New Year's resolution is all about? It's about setting yourself unattainable, unachievable, nonsensical goals that don't last past the fifth of January.
0: We're a great bunch of pals, aren't we? Really supportive <laughs> <Rather than yesterday laughs> you can do this. You won't last the podcast. <laughs> Johnny, how about you?
3: Uh, similarly unachievable. I will try not to call the damn Stadium a
0: gazebo. <laughs> okay, that, that might,
3: might last past past the, the end of the podcast. We'll see.
0: We'll see, Craig.
2: Um, I might have to try and confirm that actually Jack Dempsey is an R Eight player. <laughs> That's
1: what the crowd want, Craig.
2: It seems to be. It seems to be. <laughs>
0: I'm just why I, I turned forty last year, so I'm just I was going to have a New Year's. I just didn't have a have a midlife crisis, but I don't know. I just can't be asked. <laughs> it Seems like <laughs> a lot of effort. Do
1: you not think if you're setting yourself at midlife crisis at forty, you're really really limiting your lifespan. Like, do you? Do you I don't know. Think, I don't know, John. Like, do you think maybe like have a midlife crisis at fifty, and then you'll get a letter for the Queen?
0: Exactly. Is that how it works? You right. decide. You decide when your midlife crisis is going to happen, and then and that, you live. That, exactly, exactly. That's exactly how. It works. I'll wait till I'm a hundred then.
2: <laughs> well, that's that's me at 48, and I've uh, I've just given up alcohol, so uh, maybe that's a maybe that's a. Have you um... bought a motorbike? Oh no, I've had that for a while.
1: All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to tell you, Craig, your midlife crisis has happened, mate. Oh
2: no!
3: <laughs> your midlife well, crisis happened when you were nineteen. I've right,
2: just, just, cut my, this rat tail, uh, uh, Um. Uh, oh, there's a ghost you know coming I mean? in, Craig. There's a uh, ghost behind you. Oh, it's uh, one of my dogs. Comes in. So <laughs> Doug. He doesn't does like the door being do, yeah. door being shut. You know? Well, that's
0: the only things I could see is I'd have to get on a motorbike, and I don't like motorbikes, or. Like, have an affair, but I love my wife, and it seems like a lot of hassle and admin. <laughs> so, I've, you know, I've the, told
3: you my opinion on affairs before, Cammy If the director of the CIA can't manage one without getting caught, then there's no way you can manage it.
0: Well, no, if professional sportsmen can't manage it without being caught, then you know, and they've got agents and, and people to <laughs> cover up for them and entourages and stuff, then. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wag your finger at me, John. I'm not going to say anything towards. They'll get sued. Don't worry. The man
1: who's in charge of the spies can't do it. That's no, like...
0: exactly. Then, said, yeah.
1: sorry, Cami, I forget. This is not Cami off leash, Cami. No, this is no, no. <laughs> although I am on the machine, I am on. I am on
0: cans of McEwen's export tonight. So let's see where the evening takes us. Anyway, speaking of where the evening will take us, um, if you're watching us at the moment, we're live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter and Twitch. Uh, You can also sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash Scottish Rugby Podcast for £3 a month. Uh, And in return, you get access to a weekly bonus podcast. And uh, you can watch that live either on our Patreon page on our secret YouTube Uh, feed or you can watch it on our secret facebook page where you can also join in on the comments as well if you are watching live hop in on the comments and we'll pick up the uh some of the best ones um not one slagging off john's forehead um hello to jordan um
1: (laughs) tell me exactly what he is
0: um yeah, and you can also download the podcast as an audio podcast as well. Um, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Spotify, anywhere you can get podcasts. And you're also, if you're a uh, if you're a patron, you get an audio version of the patron only bit of the podcast as well. Um we are also this month joining in with Doddy Aid. So if you go to DoddyAid.com, you can sign up for that. So basically it's it's they split it into regions. So you, you just walk or run or do whatever you want and try and get your chosen region to the top of the chart so you can join um let's have a look what regions are there again so there's i'm in the south one south district See, he's done it properly like districts bring back the districts there you go so i'm i'm in the south we've got um john you're, you're glasgow, you're glasgow, glasgow. Yeah. glasgow. Um, what did you choose in the end craig
2: uh, i have signed up for edinburgh just to make a balance for everybody
0: that's fine and then uh, johnny you're in north and mid-scotland
2: i am indeed the true, the
3: true, Northern true North
0: and mids. and then you can also sign up if you're not in Scotland, or you don't have you are not Scottish. Maybe you don't don't, don't um, identify uh, with a particular district. You can uh, you can sign up for the Barbarians district as well. Um, so we've we've at the moment, although the Barbarians were way ahead in the overall league because they'd done a million miles in six thousand sessions, but somehow <laughs> they fixed that glitch because that would have meant that on average someone was doing hundreds Everyone was doing 175 miles. Per session, <laughs> when I worked it out, it's so they sorted that out down. now. And, and North and Mid Scotland are, are in the lead at the minute. Um, however, if you do sign up, you can join join our podcast league. Uh, we've got twenty one people in there so far. Um, I, say, Fraser Fraser Chris Holmes, is absolutely smashing it at the minute. He's done eighty six miles in eight sessions, which feels unfair. can I just
3: say Time. I specifically recruited Chiz because he's North and Mids, so that counts for me.
0: That count. I don't know if that's how it works. Seems Would he like agree? Uh, to, cool. Can we get Am that highlighted for him, I'll happily get to write it
3: down for you. Absolutely. Will, in will fact, the... He texted me and said, "I've joined North of Mids because you looked like you needed help."
0: And you... <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got Ian McGill in second. He's done sixty-nine miles in five sessions, and then Craig Hoggs in third. Uh, out of the those of us involved in the podcast, inexplicably. I'm I'm top at the minute with 12 miles, having basically wandered around some parks with the kids a little bit and walked into school and back for a couple of days. Um, there was a glitch in my initial one, which I did about a two-mile walk, and it said I'd done five, ten miles. So I took it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That'll be getting fixed as well, but don't worry. Yeah, so what,
1: well, what you're saying, Cammy, is you're not really leading.
0: I Well, I am if, if you know... If we go by the official statistics, which we are, uh, I am. leaving. It a minute. I don't expect that to last, <laughs> given given I do zero exercise other than walking the kids to the school and back. Um, I, uh,
3: I might try and see if I can get everyone who's in our league to tell me what district they are, and I'll keep a wee running total. That for, would be good. Yes. So if you can, league.
0: if you want to, drop drop Johnny a, a DM on on Twitter. What's your Twitter again, Johnny?
3: At uh, Johnny Forms is my Twitter.
0: Johnny Forms. So if you drop drop Johnny a DM if you're in our league um and let him know. I don't think send messages on the Doddy app, it's not that advanced, but but let Johnny know which league which district you're representing um, or email podcast at and let me know and we'll we'll have we'll try and have a, a mini districts league within our own league.
3: Yep. Which again sense. I'm specifically doing because I know Chiz is gonna rack up loads of miles and I know he's northern mids. So yeah.
0: if if anybody who does any exercise or any decent amount of miles Wants to rep- help me with the south, then then I'm open to that. The solution would be that I just do more exercise, but quite frankly, I can't be bothered. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, a running pattern here, Cam.
0: I know it's January. I'm starting 20, as I mean 20, to 20, go on with with, a, with 20, a large 20, can of Bakun's export. <laughs>
1: Motivated, Cammy. Motivated,
0: Cammy. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So we're doing Aid. So, so sign up for that and sign up for Ali. It'll be a bit fun. We'll, we'll keep track on that every week on the podcast to see how we're all see how we're all getting on. Who knows? It might inspire me into some sort of uh, some sort of regime. <laughs> um, so tonight, what we thought we'd do is we thought we'd have a little bit of fun because uh, there's been no rugby at all to speak of for a few weeks now, given that the, the COVID has. Ridden roughshod over the entire Glasgow Warriors squad, um, possibly the entire Edinburgh squad, although for uh data protection reasons we're, we're not allowed to know. Um, so there's, there's it was, it, it's, it's
2: just Glasgow, it's Edinburgh, cleanest of whistle the cleanest, all,
0: <laughs> all, 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 all wandering around in the bio bubbles, yeah, except absolutely. for the coach. Oh, Mike well, there. that's true, yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: but he was he was he was spotted at Scottsdale, that's probably what the problem was. <laughs> You're making, making my New Year's resolution really, men- really difficult
3: here, Greg
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, there is a gym there. Maybe, maybe he's just making use of his gym membership.
1: Maybe, yeah, yeah,
3: absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, so um, at that gym? No,
1: I don't think he would
0: be. He must still got. A, I must must still have, have a parking space, no, presumably. No he's so kept hold door, of his pass.
1: No, take it off you as soon as you're out the door.
0: So, <laughs> nobody can park at Scottsdale anyway. You have to get the bus. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm I'm
0: sorry, I'm not doing another podcast on bus routes to Scottsdale. We've done that. I think it was this time last year we did bus routes to Scottsdale.
1: Ian Hayes got some horror stories. I know.
0: (laughs) And detailed knowledge of bus routes around Glasgow. Um, (laughs) Anyway, what we thought we would do is we'd try and... um, We'd we'd do a bit of a prediction podcast at the start of the year. uh, Try and make some bold Predictions um, <coughs> to the uh, to, to, to different areas of Scottish rugby, uh, and then for Patrons later on, we're going to be doing just some general predictions for rugby at large. Um, should we start? With, I thought we'll start with Super Six because that'll be that'll be returning at some point. Um, once club rugby is finished, we might touch on some predictions for club rugby as well while we're here. Uh, Craig, you got any predictions for Super Six this coming um, season?
2: This coming season, I predict maybe. Uh, maybe I'm. I predict it's going to be more than the super six. I think it's going to be the super seven or the super eight. Ooh, that this soon? This soon? You would think, but uh, uh, so do you think they've got time to do that? Well, they didn't have time to put the super six together, and they managed well, to do it. <laughs> <way. That's laughs> um, no, I, 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 you know, I think, I, I think. Um, I think from what I can see, uh, the Southern Knights um are uh, are going to um I, I reckon you'll probably see a stronger um finish to the, the season for the Southern Knights um but also I think you'll probably see I'm hoping to see a few of, especially people like Harriets that are going to have a stronger start this time because they going to be ready for it um so yeah. that's my official um rather than a throwaway comment about super eight but um, you know. Uh, I, I, think, see, I think you'll see a, a stronger
0: start. yeah. I think I can see Super Eight in twenty twenty three. Mm. I think that they're, they're already talking about it after the success of the last round. Now we've had now we've had a first proper go at it. I can see Super Eight in twenty twenty three. I think the problem, the issue is going to be where the other two teams come from. You're definitely going to get one in Glasgow. I think the, the SoU have pretty much said, come out and said that Mark Dodson said as much. You get an, another franchise in Glasgow, so you're probably looking at Hawks. Yeah. Um, there's been no interest in the north now. That's the that's the question. Then is whether or not the success means you're going to get applications from the north because the only other places that, that a franchise, the only other people that seem interested anyway is London Scottish.
2: Which yeah seems... yeah. Well, I know that Dundee were very very interested, but I don't know how how far. Whether they've continued to be interested when they got turned down the last time, um, I haven't asked that question. I'll have to ask a couple of people that I know um, yeah. whether they're, they're still considering it. Because I know that they've they've, they've kept the merger going um, between Dundee clubs, and I know that they've certainly set up a women's team, etc., to to be quali- you know to qualify for it as such. Um, so you know, we'll wait and see. But,
0: um, Johnny, your prediction for Super Six.
2: I'm slightly
3: different to Craig. I think we'll see two completely different finalists this year.
0: Ooh, who?
3: I think I think there's. A, I kind of want to say Watsonians and Burhamir, but I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of catching up to do, and I don't. I, I don't see. Uh, I don't see the same two finalists because I think the Edinburgh teams are going to up their game this time
0: i think ember spread too thin i think that's the problem with the ember franchises i still think they spread too thin to have three franchises in that city and i know they can pull players in from elsewhere i think it's more i can see i think the top four will be closer i know everybody be everybody pretty much but i think that the top i think it'll be tighter going into the the final but i still think it'll be i still
2: think it'll be here in southern knights Johnny, Sorry, I I just I I think Borough Muir, if Borough could actually put away some of their silly mistakes, I think they could have been a stronger team this season anyway. So mm-hmm. um I think Johnny could be on the on on 50% of that. Um I think that Borough have a good chance. But what's well, were very good though. You know, as, as you've said, everyone beat each other um and, and they've pulled some fantastic performances out. So but I I liked the to look of Birmingham when they um mm. when they first started. I like some of their players, except they look quite quite strong, but they just couldn't seem to get away from silly mistakes, etc. You know.
1: You've got, also got to be aware that with the timing of it you're going to see players getting released from the pro, st- pro teams like permanently. And mm. actually that'll make up, like, you know, you saw obviously quite a lot of ex Glasgow and Edinburgh players tearing it up in Super 6. And I think that makes a huge difference to the potential chances of a team seeing who you can pick up on almost that, you know, free transfer situation. Um, you know, obviously, Ayr benefited hugely from having Robin Ayrn there. So, Players like that, if they become available, I think it could change a side who might be looking at a fifth, fourth, or fifth position finish could end up winning it. And it's, it's. I think for me, that probably still shows not the weakness of the Super Six, but certainly the uh, almost the precarious nature of the fixtures, in that it can take just a couple of really, really good players to change
0: the outcome. I think the only thing I would say though is I don't think we'll see the same exodus of or the same transfer of players from pro teams to Super Six this year because I think both Glasgow and Edinburgh squads were fairly heavy. You had two coaches who who were making very tough choices to thin the squads down, so there were a lot of players like Robbie Nain who who found themselves without a club, and I'm I'm not I don't think there's many players who are kind of. Ready to be kind of like cast aside. They wouldn't just move on to, like you know, do a, do a Nick Grigg and go to a lucrative contract in Japan. I don't think there's there's much, um, there's much to kind of cut from the the the, the current pro squads. I think it's more likely it'll be guys that be the academy players that are attached to the pro teams. I think that'll that'll, be, that'll benefit the guys that have had a season of Super Six, uh, like Christian Townsend and guys like that who who've had a season of Super Six and then gone and been involved in the Glasgow camp who will kind of be the quality of the academy lads coming in that's that for me i think will be the exciting that'll be that'll be the point of difference
1: i i, I hope that is the case because actually I, I like i think one of the real benefits of the super six is that kind of way as you've rightly said everyone can be everyone on their day and um but i still think ar Southern Knights probably be too strong for everyone actually, and we probably will see the same finalists, but I agree it will be closer Um, My prediction though, is that we are going to see a continued fabulous amount of attacking rugby and it's going to be entertainment central yet again, because I think reflecting on it, we were talking at the time about the the Scotland way of playing and uh, how this was almost being kind of put down through the through the categories, and we were trying to imprint a, a a way for Scotland to play rugby and a brand of rugby, and I think that's absolutely what the Super Six is, and I think we'll we'll continue to see that.
0: Yeah, I mean, hopefully everyone's had a chance to work in defence as well. Ah. The break. Fingers crossed, yeah, Fingers t- crossed.
3: T- tackling optional. Do we know when it's going to be though the next season? Because I like July I part to, of thinks, July to it?
0: October. It's still saying think July to.
3: A big part of how exciting the attack in rugby was last time round was that it was like Friday nights in August, when it's a lot easier to play quick attack in rugby than it is in March.
0: Yeah, I think it's still it's still looking like, yeah, it kicks off in July until October. I think the idea is I think the idea of doing it that way is that the it doesn't then clash with club rugby and it doesn't clash with the URC. And it gives people, so so the, that's why that we had, you had decent crowds at the mall, because there's no the clubs aren't, you know, people who would go and watch local clubs would rock up. Will rock up to a Super Six match? I would have gone and seen nights nights when I was up in Berwick, but they just didn't happen. Didn't happen to have a fixture on at the same time. And likewise, you get people who might go and watch Edinburgh or Glasgow might go to a Super Six match over the summer because there's no URC on and there's no, not you know, the Lions were on this this season, but you know, nobody watches it. All. Nobody watches. Who watches the summer tests? <laughs> everywatch watches the summer tests <laughs> um so yeah so i think it's looking like the same schedule i think the only kind of i guess the worrying thing is probably from a, from a very quickly on club rugby is is what happens this year for club rugby because i think everyone's been given the option i think this weekend of postponing their games there's already quite a lot of called off already there was a mark Palmer was saying uh who writes for the times Italian rugby has lost three hundred and seventy-eight registered teams since the start of the pandemic. Which is a hell of a lot. Yeah. So that the numbers they've dropped from one thousand four hundred and thirty-one to one thousand and fifty-three. So um the biggest fault is in men's eighteen and nineteen age category where there's been a forty two percent reduction in teams and clubs.
3: I know we've called off that, how we've called all our games off this weekend already. And I think quite a lot of people
0: have. I think it's just, it was different during the pandemic because people could pull together and, you know, there was money and grants and funding available to kind of prop up the loss of bar takings. And obviously, you know, there was the underlying cost, but if you're not playing rugby matches, there's certain costs that you're not going to be spending. But this time is different because there's no support in place right now. Um, Although the SIU seems to have a lot of money to throw up Extending people's contracts. So hopefully that means there's some money down the back of the sofa. They thought they did.
3: We'll see what happens in the six Nations Well, that's
0: it. We might we'll come on to that later. Um, so yeah, that's my only worry for club is, is you know, I don't know where we're gonna be with club rugby by the end of the year. i hope this is gonna be a rough couple of months and then everything will be back to normal or as normal as it can be, but we'll see
3: the closest thing that we'll get to like saving the club rugby scene this season is if we can get a 7 season. Yeah. But that makes that's a huge difference, makes a lot of money for the host clubs and and it's kind of exciting. Everyone gets involved. So if we can get sevens this year, I think we should hopefully be alright.
0: Yeah. I don't think there's any reason why not because but at that point we'd be past the yeah, you'd be past the kind of pressures on NHS services and it's the generally outdoors or in beer tents and, you know, finger touch wood anyway, that that's, that happens. Mm. Anybody got anything else for club rugby, apart from the fact that obviously Berwick are going to win away. How in, in a couple of weeks?
2: Uh, that's if the game's on. Um, and then, uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm sure the, uh, the, uh, the duffest crowd are ready to uh, welcome Berwick uh, wholeheartedly um, for the game. But uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting one. I think, uh, you know, uh uh, just as, as everyone, I've got no real predictions apart from the fact we're just back in the same, same old, same old for the last two years, and it's just getting a bit ridiculous now.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think, I think there's, there's light on the end of the tunnel again with this. I think like, I don't, I don't see this being the same as last year at the moment, and I think we can, you know. I will come on to the obviously the pro game and the Six Nations and things like that, but um, I think uh, yeah, I don't I don't see club rugby going that same way. I know there's fixtures being call, called off just now, but I think we'll hopefully get an end to the season in a like mm. a, a full way.
0: Yeah, um, Kevin Minus has asked a question. It's a very good one. It's, uh, I've any idea the average?
1: Googling away, actually. actually so no, so because important. I
0: think that the, the the SRU put out some um stats. I'm sure at the end of the season, um about the Super Six and how successful it had been, including viewing figures. And I'm pretty sure there was a stat on crowd figures. I know that it got watched a reasonable amount on Free Sports. I know the Free Sports audience was was decent for it mm-hmm. and I think the YouTube kind of watches were encouraging certainly they seemed to be well attended I know um, Ian Hay was at Ladies Day at AIR where the AIR, play, Air themselves played and then the, the, the Bulls played a, a game I think afterwards and you said that was absolutely heaving I think I'd be
3: surprised was, if many of them had less than four figures for crowds to be honest
0: yeah You're
1: saying the the first ever like so the only thing I can find with a number attached to it just now on my frantic googling the first ever super six game had one thousand four hundred and sixty one attendance.
2: Yeah, so they couldn't they couldn't watch the game at Stirling because the grass was too long. So (laughs) (laughs) could you see the could you see the players? Oh come on, grumpy farmer, Craig, leave it be. (laughs) (laughs) How very dare you? I am not a farmer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> or else you would have had the grass cut and it would have been sorted it would have been fine i would have done i could have gone along and done my forest gump and sat in the sat in the wee tractor and cut the grass
1: would that uh, count towards your miles
2: uh well uh, to be perfectly honest whenever is behind me anything counts towards my miles. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what if my pals asked me yesterday if horse riding counts towards your miles and i I'm, I'm not sure but i hope not
1: unless, unless you register the horse <laughs> <laughs> And then, I
0: think you should have to say, I think you should have to say what you do, how you're getting your miles. Because if you're on a horse you, or a bike, then just you sound like gravel. Quarter, it? It. I, think, it.
1: I think he's absolutely right. Because there's a total, <laughs> a total hack here where, right, so you go and you batter your miles in, and then you think, you know what, I'm going to go and do a wee bit of rowing I go to the gym and use a different muscle group. You can double your miles. Shocking, shocking. This, no, I don't mind. Double I don't the mind. exercise.
0: Yeah, that's that's right with double the exercise, but but cycle you cover more miles if you cycle than you run.
3: Yeah, that's True. my plan anyway, yeah. <laughs> I,
0: start, I might. I'm going like, up to, so to North Northumberland hey, Northumber at the end of the month. I'll just stick Doddy Gump on when i on the drive up.
2: Nah, nah. If we're going to do that, I'm back to work. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I'll be... Uh... <laughs>
3: I recruited our good friend Steph from the Rock and Roll podcast to represent the Barbarians, and that was one of his first questions because I told him I'd got new pedals for my bike, was do I get credited more miles for walking than you do for cycling? Because he yeah, said he this didn't is... want to lose on a technicality. Right, what, this is, this is the... Steph. What this is the... Steph <laughs> who did
0: Dodmaster, right? And, and and miscalculated the height of... thought he could walk up Mount Everest <laughs> over the course of a week because he had been miscalculated the height of it. <laughs> It's a
1: spiral tap moment. He got to base camp.
0: He got to, yeah, he did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's only done three miles so far in two sessions. I know.
1: That's halfway at the top of Everest in his camp I'm
3: career. not
0: massively concerned
3: about his input, to be honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right, should we move on? Anyway, right, URC then. Craig, let's start with Edinburgh. What's your prediction for Edinburgh for 2022.
2: Well, um, depending on how we finish this year, I know I know Glasgow will do anything to stop us uh, being at the top <coughs> of the league, and uh, and all of a sudden they've started off with this uh, this COVID stuff, to so that we, they were so scared of our um, our uh, halfback partnership of uh, Pergoss and, uh, and and Van der Walt that they had to call off. Um, so no, I I think we'll I think Edinburgh will have a, a, a strong but um, but fair finish um, to the season. Um, I think uh, John's real clubs will come come and play us and we'll we'll, we'll have a uh, we'll have a couple of surprise victories but we'll also have a couple of expected defeats probably. Um and then uh, I think we'll be we'll have some lovely re signings over the over the uh the break and then we'll be um all guns blazing for the next season.
0: Yep.
2: That's a I bit of a middle good. of the road, is that is that just a bit of a it middle of the road? It is a bit of a the... middle of the road. I
0: He's think that. I think you. May, I think playoffs.
2: Oh yeah, I think. I think there's a very, very good chance. If uh, the only problem we have is, I think Edinburgh have 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 thrived a little bit on uh, on them having. Fans back in the stadium and having the fans quite close to the to, quite close to the pitch, so I, th- I think it's going to be you know it, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they how they manage with with a few games behind. Do you not think doors. though
0: that that's that's happened enough now, so that they would feel comfortable? I know it makes a difference, but do, do you not think that they've had it for so long now that the the kind of the the, the tails are up? So so. It's not like they, they need it. It's almost a bit like, I suppose it's like one of the things when, you know, like in a film when someone's given a magic ring and about halfway through the film they lose the ring and it turns out they never needed the ring in the first place. <laughs> know, it's that kind of thing. I, try, I can't think of a specific film that happens in loads of films. But do you know what I mean? Like Well, be-
2: be- before John says it, we're used to not playing in front of fans for quite some time anyway. <laughs> but um, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, John. Um, uh, but no, I I, I don't know. what I, I think there's... Uh, being at the being at the damn Health, um, it has certain games that you think they thought that we, they would probably lose in the second half. They've they've stayed on to to win it, and I think one of the differences has been um, a, a large crowd uh, and the crowd being so close. I'm not saying it is that we are the difference, but I think I think because um, we've got some phenomenal players within the squad that have got a lot of resilience now. But uh, I think it's um, you know we'll, I think we'll get into playoffs. I don't you know I would I would love to think we're going to we're going to to win it. But um, I can dream. Um, but the problem you have is is Leinster coming along. But if you look at Munster, Munster have got a chink in their armour this year, you know this season. Um, they've been beaten by a couple of teams, um, and they've been playing the the, the the main team as well, or they've been playing their their. Uh, their academy, but it's you know, it's it's like Leinster, they can just supplant any any player from the academy into the main team and it, it's still a strong. So you know, it'll be interesting to see, but I I think we'll get to the playoffs, but I think we'll um we'll maybe come third or fourth.
0: In Europe I think knockout knockout's achievable, isn't it?
2: Very much so. I think a final's achievable in in Europe. Um
0: I mean, given yeah. given, the, given the European competition you're in.
2: Yeah, I was getting yeah.
0: I got in there before the other two did. Yeah, just, yeah. No real
2: teams because obviously Saracens and uh Poe and places like that aren't a real team, you know. Um Poe are uh, definitely not a real team. Hey, listen, I'm <laughs> not the, are These they? these these guys are going out to face these guys these players from France with the long fingers that poke into people in, the, in orifices that you don't want to think about. Um no uh it will be interesting. Um I I I I think um, I, I would. I, I fully expect them, and I would hope them to uh, to 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 do something significant in that uh, in the challenge. Cup, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. Jo- Johnny and and John, any anything on Edinburgh? Anything fair comment, John, on Edinburgh? What, what do you see Ember for twenty twenty
1: two? I am I am fair comment central here. I was not going to say anything. Um, I think. Uh, I right. Edinburgh, <laughs> Edinburgh, No, I wasn't actually. I was <laughs> Edinburgh benefit greatly from. Um, I, I agree. I think actually the 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 pitch itself has actually been underplayed as as a real benefit to Edinburgh as well. The type of rugby they're playing, they'll be able to sustain that uh, through these winter months when you know Murrayfield. Whilst the pitch is good at Murrayfield, you know it's still it can still be a bit stodgy underfoot at this time of year. So I think the type of the type of rugby they're playing, um, they should they should go okay. <laughs> Again. I know, I know we're laughing about it, but it, it it's how if Edinburgh keep putting away the teams that they should be beating, which they have done to this point, um, then there'll be playoffs. The Irish teams are going to come. If they start losing games to teams that they shouldn't be, then they won't be. It's, it's as straightforward as that. Um, I think they should get quite far in Europe as well, given the, the calibre of uh, teams in there. Saracens are obviously there for being naughty boys, but... Um, other, other than that, you know they should be they should be okay. So, yeah, good. Uh, they've they've got all all the chances. Uh, I just hope that they get in, into the spirit of knockout rugby and don't uh, bottle it.
0: Johnny,
3: uh, yeah, no, I think I think a European quarter final at least is achievable for both teams. To be honest, I would expect Edinburgh to go further in the Challenge Cup than Glasgow do in the Champions Cup, but I'd like to see. Us both at least get to a quarterfinal. Um, I think Edinburgh have obviously obviously started that pretty well. They've got a wee edge over Saracens because Saracens forfeited their game before the French cancellations, so they're they're in with a good shot. I think they should be seeded quite high. I think for the Challenge Cup.
0: Yeah. What about what about Glasgow then, John?
1: Ah, uh, you know. So I think. Um, In some ways, I think Glasgow came off the high of the Exeter game and then obviously COVID happened. I think we were all going into the festive fixture. I think like the two games against Edinburgh, I think for both sides were going to be really a benchmark and quite pivotal in how the rest of the season would pan out. And almost for Glasgow, that (coughs) momentum that they've had, um, which I think was more important for them than, than Edinburgh. Edinburgh have been playing consistently well all season. Glasgow had kind of stuttered and spluttered a bit and then found found something against Exeter. They were, they were very, very good. And it was almost like you really just wanted to be back on the pitch and obviously things intervened and that wasn't possible. So I am concerned that the momentum, any momentum that had been built up will be lost. And... Um, I I think we might find ourselves in a situation where we kind of go back to that stuttery kind of losing to teams we should be beaten um, situation, and our season might just peter out. But I think European wise, we've actually we've got a really good shot in Europe, and I think there's almost there'll almost be a separation between that and the league now, where we kind of. Um, I think players are almost able to get themselves up for that, whereas they might struggle after after UL in the league. So, yeah, prediction-wise, I think we will struggle in the league. Um, I think we might make playoffs but at a push. Um, but in Europe, I think we might go, as Johnny says, uh, we, might, we might be all right in Europe.
0: Yeah. Johnny, do you agree with that?
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly think the Pizza Crunch trophy only comes down to when the 1872 games are are rearranged for because we've obviously you know we've said it a few times edinburgh have got some some tough games that we've already had we've had ulster and leicester already and edinburgh i've got them coming up so if if we're on the sort of form that edinburgh are on now and they're hitting these tough games when the 1872s get rescheduled then that could go in our favor but Edinburgh are a tough team to beat, and if we get them, if we get them where they're still putting in these really good performances, we could struggle in those games, and then that could be the end of it for the league as far as we're concerned. I think.
0: Now, I was going to say conversely, it could 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 go the other way with Edinburgh. If Edinburgh win those get win those kind of games, then it's the tails are up, and it's Glasgow in that stuttery form. I suppose the interesting thing for Glasgow, I can kind of like, from an Edinburgh point of view, it's a you know it's it's Mike Blair's first season in charge. The, there's an upward trajectory. So if we do if we're covering the whole year that you know and looking towards the start of next season, I think you would you would hope certainly the Ember would continue on, on, on that upward trajectory. I suppose the question for Glasgow, John, is are Glasgow on a trajectory because it's been really stuttery. Is is Danny Wilson going to be here next season?
1: Um yes, he will be. Um whether I think that's a good idea or not is completely you know inconsequential really but um no i think i think wilson will be there i think he's already indicated there's um a lot of business being done so quite a lot of transfers apparently are in quite late negotiations now again whether the impact of potential crowds no crowds will have anything to say on that Um i hope not but um rumors of some decent signings coming in glasgow's way which um, yeah, I mean, I think the core of the Glasgow team now is there. Uh, there's a lot of really, really talented players, um, and young young talent getting more and more game time. Uh, I guess I still just worry about the game plan, and I, I, I just think, I think if we had a, if we had a Gregor Townsend in charge, or we had a a coach who, an international caliber coach who we've managed to attract in the past then would we be doing more with these players? Probably. Um, is Danny Wilson that coach? No, he's not, and he never will be. But he's a cheap option. So,
0: Craig, are you more optimistic about Glasgow than is? Than <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I, I actually think that Glasgow have looked this season um, back to some of their best. Uh, rugby that we, we we haven't we haven't seen over the last the season pre- prior. Um, okay, fair enough. They would you know you get a, you get a man a man red, red carded and they're at home at Scottsdale, so it's, it's almost like lighting a fire under them. And and they you know and they're quite gutsy when that happened in the last couple of seasons. But um, I think overall they've got some phenomenal signings in place, um, and I think. Uh, it, I really do think that they've got they've got all the opportunities in the world this season, um, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, I, I, I'm not sure about Wilson as a coach. Um, he seems to be doing. I don't. I can't put it down to whether whether the players are just getting on with this and trying to like Dempsey. We keep we keep, keep talking about Dempsey. Dempsey's looking so good at the moment because he seems to just tuck the ball under his arm and go right. Well, I'm going to have to do it myself, um, and he and he, and he cracks on with it. And I think if if the players are trying to decide right, well, we're going to get on and do it themselves. Um, they could they could have a Harlequins moment and uh, on their hands, you know, where they're going to go and do beat some phenomenal teams and, and and do some phenomenal jobs this week this year. They do look like a team that I wouldn't want that I was. Um, Really looking forward to eighteen seventy two. I thought it was going to be quite, quite an interesting match. So I see going to be a hugely high scoring one, or it's going to be a a, a nine seven, drudge match. You know, um, but what I'd like to see from Glasgow is I'd like to see. As I've said before, they get a man sent off or or they've got fog or they've got something that happens and they seem to dig in and get on with it and and, and play phenomenally well. It'll be interesting to see what they do when they come up against a really organised defence that won't let them do anything Um, and and see, like they did with Ulster, they came up against a very very strong Ulster team and they they played well and they, they seemed to do a good job, but they didn't just didn't have enough, so it'll be interesting. I'm, 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 I'm no matter what I see on this and the, what what we what we the the, the bits of the laughs and jokes that we have about it, Glasgow. I've got Glasgow are a fantastic team and they look very very strong this season, um, but we're just lucky that Edinburgh is looking very very strong at this season as well.
0: Yeah, it's what I think the, the thing for me and the worrying thing for me is normally one team's doing well and the other's doing poorly, and and Scotland do okay. I mm. I we've never been in a situation where both teams are doing quite well and then seen Scotland do well so I I'm, I'm I'm worried it's like a karma thing. <laughs> yeah. monkey the Scottish rugby. You can have two pro teams doing well or an international team doing well
2: but you can't have both. Does that mean that maybe the Super Six is going to be a disaster this season or something oh, like or domestic game, you know. Who
0: knows all better off. Um shall we should we do Scotland men or Scotland women next? Scotland women. Let's do Scotland yeah. women yeah. rather than, than sticking at the end. So we've got the yeah. World Cup qualifiers on the 18th and 24th of February in Dubai. Um, so that is um, a, game, a semi-final against either Samoa, Colombia or Hong Kong or Kazakhstan, which game has still not been played, but will need to be played at some point between now and the 18th and 24th of February, hopefully. Um, <laughs> it'll be a semi-final and then a final and I'm presumably a third and fourth place playoff just to kind of make it worthwhile traveling to Dubai. Why it's in Dubai, I don't know. Dubai, of course, famous for uh, celebrating women. Um, yeah, <laughs> where, where, Where better to host a qualifying round of matches for women's rugby? I guess it's convenient because it's halfway between all the countries. I don't know. It's got a big airport. It's warm. The delegates. The, 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 the world rugby. Yeah. Good yeah, facilities, I suppose. ...approach to COVID isolations, is loose. I don't know. It's there anyway. That's where it's happening. We don't know why. Guess money. Um, so, I, I mean, all of those teams are like ranked much lower than Scotland, Craig. But with the women's rankings, I think the women's rankings are skewed slightly because a bit like with the men's rankings, I suppose, not everybody gets to play everybody as often as, say, a team like Scotland do. Yeah, yeah. So there's less of an opportunity to trade <coughs> trade ranking points with with the higher up teams, whereas Scotland at least get that opportunity once a year in the Six Nations. So I don't know; it's kind of hard to tell, but it's on paper, it's it's it's, it's doable. But I I would worry a little bit about the heat in Dubai.
2: Um, well, it depends because there's, there's, there's a fair few of the players have played sevens um and, and played for Scotland Sevens, etc. So they're used to, to Hong Kong, they're used to the different the different places that they go to. Um, so they're used to the heat. Um I'm more worried about just just Scotland having a brain fart at the, at the wrong moment. Um I think I think we have a we've got a strong coaching team um or we will have a strong coaching team. I know that we're looking to recruit an assistant assistant coach. Um we've got some phenomenal players watching jade conco play the, the the big game the other day for harlequins um and the, the, the you know the all the other players that are playing in the in the premier 15s are getting so much experience and um, the players that are over in france are getting a huge amount of experience as well of, of, of really strong rugby so i i have just as you say i have i We have on paper, we have the ability to do it, and I've got the belief that they will do it um, because the things are in place. I just worry about the typical Scotland thing, and it's not Scotland women's team. It's it's Scotland as a whole just having a brain fart at San Marino or, you know, just uh, all these different things. So just to bring a football thing into it. Um, So I just that's my only concern, my only concern.
0: I think I think for me as well. I guess Johnny, the, the lack of preparation time has, has kind of been a bit of a curse for Scotland women before. I mean, all, most the majority of the squad work, so getting time together before going into straight into a knockout tournament of you know a, a game. You know, you playing a game at a time is, is quite high pressure. It's quite a lot to expect for them to go in cold like that. You look at the previous qualifying tournament that that led to this. They, they very much built to a point where they beat Ireland to get through but that was built through a, a succession of that performance came after a succession of games together then we had Japan with a pretty ropey first half but at least again they'd been together between they hadn't been that long since the island game this is a big long break and it's I suppose it's a big ask to kind of go straight into international rugby literally from from a stand and start
3: yeah no it definitely is and like I guess like Craig says, the the players that are in the Premier Fifteens, they've been quite lucky because they've their fixtures have been quite consistent. But at the same time, they're they're sprinkled in amongst the Premier Fifteens. And so it's not like you're playing week in, week out with the same people. You might be playing every week, and you might be playing at that standard of competition, but you're not playing with anyone that you're going to be on the international setup with. So it is basically like coming in completely cold. Um, I would quite like my prediction i'm going to try and will it into existence to be for scotland to have centrally contracted professional women's contracts by the end of the year yeah because that would make a huge difference
0: i would like there to be a discussion about a professional women's team by the end of the year but i think that's a stretch I think the scope to do I think that's where women's rugby needs to go. I think women's rugby is growing very fast. I think there's a lot of interest in it outside of rugby as a sport. It's just I don't know whether whether the unions that could come together to do it have the willingness to put together some sort of combined league. Because that that potentially would work. And it would benefit all the teams because at the moment a team like England, there's such a gulf between England and New Zealand, and then and then the rest. That the only way you solve that is by creating some sort of league where everybody's playing, sort of the best players we can week out. Women's URC. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh, that, 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 that should be that should be absolutely one hundred percent. The 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 way it should go. The problem you have is that you've got Irish rugby who don't seem to give a give a rat's ass about it at the moment. Um, and maybe I'm being a bit strong on that one, but I just think you know Ireland are one of the big pushers of the of the URC. Though their, their headquarters are in the, are in. Uh, Dublin, etc. So it's it's a matter of you know will they take it? Do they take it serious enough? And will they push it together in into place?
0: I think Wales Wales are taking it very seriously now. Mm. The the issue of, of professionally contracted women rugby players. I think the SRU need to speak to Wales and then potentially speak to the R. Let's forget Ireland. If Ireland are going to treat their women rugby players as as badly as they have done, the answer is to speak to the RFU, and look at Premier Fifteens as, as a potential way and I know in men's rugby I, I know I sound like a kind of well <laughs> Welsh rugby saying let's join, the, let's join the, let's join the let's join the championship boys all the let's get the Scarlets in the championship let's have a game against Bedford Blues every week that'll show them um, I know it sounds like that but I think genuinely the way there's been a lot of noise from england recently with the players particularly saying that they don't think it's doing the sport any good for england to to be winning fifteen, fifty 50 points sticking 50 points on the likes of scotland and wales yeah that's not they don't want they don't want that to happen they they would rather that the fixtures were competitive and so i think there th- there should be a discussion if, if ireland aren't interested then let's look to france let's look to england let's look to wales and Scotland and say what can we do because I think realistically Scotland are only looking at putting one franchise together. Mm. That that's that's what you're looking at, and I would rather see a women's professional team than I would be an expansion of the Super Six by two teams because that team yeah, would do more and Yeah, and
2: that's- yeah, there's there's nothing that there's nothing to stop Scotland joining the, the Premier Fifteens, you know, it, 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 you know, because they don't they're not playing week in week out as the They've not got as many games as the men's championship, so you know they've got the ability to to fit them, you know fit them in. You know,
0: yeah. And um, John, your prediction for women's rugby?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think we, I think we've covered a lot of it, but I absolutely think we are we are going to see them at a World Cup. We're going to see them. Um, I think. We we always have this Scott we you know we're we're very hard bitten uh, Scottish fans. We come into these these um situations when realistically we should, could, probably will beat these teams and we should be looking at a World Cup. Um I think there'll be a bit of a wave of emotion kinda that the team will be kinda riding on uh for obvious reasons as well. So I think, um, yeah, I I really, really think we will see them at the World Cup, and that's going to be an amazing spectacle, and again, just going to further enhance the exposure of the women's game in Scotland, Um, because we all know, like, seeing teams at these major tournaments is what gets people interested And you know, it's like, you'll get people interested in games without that, but... That is your kind of big exposure points where you've got people seeing the team at the highest national level, and I think I think it's going to be uh, really really great to see, and um, and uh, we'll just put further pressure. And you know, you guys have touched on the point regarding funding, touching the point regarding professionalism. It all this all boils down to the national game really kind of driving what we require at club level, and we do require more. So I think. Scotland go to the World Cup. There is going to be a groundswell of movement towards that um, that situation where we might see one Scottish franchise, we might see um, a league developed in some way. But um, I think that's the way we're going, and it's only right that that's the way we're going.
0: Yeah. Um, six Nations. Very quickly, then women's Six Nations. What what's the what's your prediction for that, Craig? What how many games do you think Scotland can realistically win?
2: Um. <sighs> I think they'll, they'll, I think there's a good chance of three. Um I think there's uh, I think we've got a chance of Wales, we've got we've got Ireland's number at the moment. Um and if we play if we we have a bit of buzz on um uh from from the, the game in February then hopefully they'll uh we'll be able to beat Italy. Um, yeah. I think France and France and England, France you could have a bad could have a bad day, um, but England at this moment in time are a steamroller at the moment, and um, uh, I, you know. So I, I think uh, I think if we look at three and see if we can if we can take three games in the Six Nations, I think we've done well. A
0: good result, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Scotland men then. Shall we? Shall we talk briefly just about some of the mad. Cat plans there are to make this the Six Nations happen. (laughs) So so Ian McGeeken has come out, and and this has got some traction. I can't I don't know that it's necessarily got any kind of kind of definite traction in this, but it's um Ian McGeeken has said, Why don't we play games in England? And he's mentioned St. James's Park. I know this the, the Rob Baxter said. Let's just get all the games played in England. I think there's noise from Wales that they could play games in Bristol to get around the fact that in Wales you can't have any spectators at the moment, and in Scotland, the limit's 500. Now, to me, there's there's a number of reasons why it doesn't work. Firstly, the Scottish government have just told everybody not to go over the border for Hogmanay, so there's no way they're going to be supportive of Fifty-seven thousand fans travelling down to Newcastle for a day out on the lash, and piling into trains back again. Although, as Johnny pointed out earlier to me today, to me it's a bus replacement service on between Newcastle and Edinburgh. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> even better. Yeah, Secondly, I was quite because I'm
3: going to France. I was quite keen until I discovered it was a replacement bus. Yeah, I don't fancy it so much.
0: No, nah, and then the other the other issue is what one Newcastle are playing. Uh, at home three days after the Calcutta Cup match. So that's you're not going to turn around a, a pitch in three days after it's been played and a game of international rugby's been played on it. Then there's the fact that you know Newcastle United are not just going to turn over and say, ah, you can also you know they're obviously going to be a charge for using the stadium first of all. So they want to mm-hmm. cut the gate. The SLU obviously get make a lot of money from the concession stands around Murrayfield, either for leasing out people to come in and set up the stands or from direct drink sales. There is no way in hell that Newcastle United are going to say, on you go, just bring your own staff and your own booze and you guys can just have at it. They'll they'll be taking 100% of all receipts. So the, the profit from doing it is absolutely minimal. You'd make more money from having 500 people inside of Murrayfield than you would do from... Renting out St James's for two games, I reckon.
3: I think that's fair. Yeah, um, yeah. I think you're probably not far
1: off. It's yeah. It's bad cap. And
3: not least,
0: wait. not least, and damn. Hang on, wait a minute. I need to find it. Where are we?
1: Oh, you need. Oh, here we go. I
0: need. I need to get it. Where is it? <laughs> not least for the fact, that you're playing at St James's Park, which is um, owned by a fund um related to the Saudi Arabian royal family. Yeah. So, um I know it's you know, I know it's supposed to be separate and all of that, but I don't really think it's a great look to be aligning yourself with um, you know, people associated with human rights abuses. It's um, a
3: fundamentally bad look anyway after 2 years of saying Let's all do our part, and having Jason Leach on the official podcast and stuff, and saying like we're taking it easy in our return to rugby. We're all getting changed outside. We're not opening the bars. We're doing our part. We're sticking together. Make sure you all get your vaccine. Have Jason Leach on again to then be like, hey, let's all just go into Pesa, in England, and bring it all back. Sixty thousand people in your replacement buses. Let's do it. Yeah. Like, just it just completely defeats the purpose of the last two years if we do that.
0: Hopefully, hopefully it won't happen. Hopefully, there is there was some kind of thing today that the. Hopefully, by February everything will be back as it was, but we'll see. Um, Six Nations, then Johnny predictions for Scotland.
3: Uh, top half. Uh, I think I would like to see us beat Ireland. That would be that's the main thing I want to see happen because I think I think Ireland are Scotland's last big stumbling block, and if we could. Turn them over this year because we haven't beaten them for ages. They just, we just don't seem to be able to get around their game plan. And I think if we could do that, that's our that's our last. We've got over the losing games in the last ten minutes. Beating Ireland is our last big thing, and if we could do that, we'll finish top half and we're in a much better place for the World Cup.
2: Yeah, Craig. Um, yeah, uh, I I I would almost go as far as saying we've got a chance of winning. Um <sighs> Craig. That's it then. You've done it now. You've done it now. Let's go
1: just a step further and say Grand Slam. Why not?
2: (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm not going that far. I just think, yeah, I think Ireland are the strongest out of all all the teams at the moment that we're looking at. Um, Ireland look incredibly strong at the moment. But, you know, as you know, they peak far too early usually and it's usually just to beat the All Blacks and then they... uh, and then they, uh, they they come back down to earth with a bump. So um, I, I'd I'd like to I've I'm very hopeful and kills it, but I, I think we've got a chance of um, uh, a top two finish. John,
1: yeah, I mean I I think we'll finish fifth, um, beating Italy. I'm
2: so I should stop. I should stop doing this. I'm obviously a one. Off
1: a a one-pointer against Italy.
0: Duncan, we well, a uh, drop goal because everybody your... else is injured. Is that right, John? Yeah, Durkin? yeah. Is
1: that, is that Duncan? We a drop goal from fullback uh, because uh, we're we're actually like, yeah, no, because Hoggy's know, playing ten. But, uh, no, because Hoggy's playing flanker. Uh, Hog- Blair Kinghorn's
2: obviously going
1: to play ten. Come on now, on <laughs> He's in the second row at this point, mate. It's all it's all went horribly wrong with this. Maybe, I think Italy, is Italy the last game. So, no, Ireland's last game. Ireland's last game. All right, so there's plenty of time for things to go for the grand
2: slam. <laughs>
1: no, no, I mean obviously I'm I'm trying to wish the the anti because uh, I'm quite good at saying something and then the opposite happens in this podcast. So, um, I, I I think Scotland should be optimistic. We clearly had a really good Six Nations uh, in front of no fans last time out. I think how we translate that performance into potentially, you know, full stadiums, potentially we'll see what happens. But I think if the stadiums were to be empty again, it actually does benefit Scotland. Um, obviously not financially and not nobody wishes this at all. But I think from a player perspective, we seem to be we seem to be able to generate our own energy quite well. And it certainly removed quite a lot of the fear of going to say Twickenham, Stade de France. So I think if that happens again, Scotland should very much be targeting, winning it. Um, I think realistically, aye, top half is a good outcome. Um, and if we are scraping uh win against Italy with a drop goal, um, then some things went horribly wrong. <laughs> if we
2: go yeah. into
3: our live pod on Super Saturday with even a chance of winning it, that would be a lovely day. It's going That'll to be, be a great day. A out, day.
0: Yeah. Tickets are available. Go, <laughs> go, to the, go to the Twitter feed or, the, or our Instagram. We've got, got two got days of early
3: bird tickets left as well.
0: Yes, it has got two days of early bird ticket deals for that. It's the 19th of March, the last day of the Six Nations. We're uh, doing our live podcast um, at the Biscuit Factory in Leith. So hope, but all the others have been uh, cancelled because because of coronavirus and the, the, the organisers couldn't guarantee they'd go ahead. But we're sticking to hoping that that last weekend will go ahead. So, um, does the
1: biscuit words. factory sell biscuits? Like, important question. I think he used to <laughs> Probably
0: could ask them. I'll take a pack uh, of gi- uh, chocolate digesters and
2: we'll uh, make uh, just in
1: case. Uh, well, that's good. Yeah, like, we'll pack a wee carry out just in case. But um, like, I'm really hoping they do have some biscuits because I, I do like a biscuit. Yeah.
2: I've just, to think I've just stopped drinking as well and I'm going to, be, you know, and, and we're going to have a. Uh, dance you said you were pausing it during the Six Nations, though. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, I'll see how it goes. So,
1: you should go for the rule I've went with, which is no drinking during the week. And then, That's why I'm doing as well. And then you go for the weekend and you just get absolutely
2: mad with it. No, I'm totally off it. I'm off it. I'm getting an
0: Airbnb in Leith so I can so I can like be carried. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm That's going to have
3: Dalhousie Castle the next That's day.
1: That's I am I'm going to investigate. A t- oh, there's
0: a I'm, well, I'm a t-
1: staying change. over at Edinburgh as well. Oh, yeah. No, well, fun. there we go. I, I need to sort this out then.
0: My wife might be joining me that's terrifying that she'll get to see the live podcast so <laughs>
3: never meet heroes, yeah. yeah, mine won't because she's a bridesmaid at this wedding the next day so she'll oh be well
0: you're, you're safe so um, i'm off the leash <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> um the rest of 2022 for scotland then before we before we go um we don't know who we're playing in the summer we don't know who we're playing in the autumn yet
3: argentina in the summer Argentina, oh, cost
0: with the Argentina tour. Why didn't yep. this not come up when I googled it before? we're to
2: Argentina.
0: <laughs> I was trying to Google it to remind myself. Yeah, we're off to Argentina. I mean, that's going to got to hope for a full, a full house away to Argentina. Depends, depends on the on, team, I guess. It also depends on which mad cat player Gregor Townsend calls up.
1: Yeah. Well, that's that's it in a nutshell, isn't it? Like, I I'm really looking forward to the Six Nations squad announcement because I love nothing more than when we do that and there's that random name that no one, no one has ever heard of. And you're like, oh, all right, yeah, cool. Okay, cool. Cammie straight onto the wiki page. And then it's... <laughs> I'd oh, heard it's- of Nick
3: Otterack, but I had no idea that he was Scottish.
1: It mean, does, uh, doesn't I have think a, he a str- good... <laughs> it's not a, strong- well, it's not a strong Scottish name, is it, really? There's a
0: couple of... A couple of uh, I will say there's a couple of landmines lurking on Wikipedia. Really
1: cool. <laughs> well, I shared the news articles with the guys picking up uh, Thor, uh, <laughs> the, picking up, oh, known as Thor throughout school. It's like, no, he wasn't. Can't change <laughs> <take> that up. <laughs> <laughs> then he
0: got asked about that. And as soon as it's reported, of course, citation is no longer needed. That's exactly it. it's, a fact. Uh, <laughs> it's a fact. It's, it's done. The,
1: yeah. This kid says why you should never use Wikipedia.
3: This yeah. right here. This.
0: this. <laughs> I guess the the other question is the. I mean, I'd hope we get a chance to play the All Blacks in the autumn.
3: We're due them, aren't
2: we? So, yeah, yeah.
1: That the fixture, fixture kind of run was negotiated though, wasn't it? Because they do like a negotiation for like a ten year window of like potential uh, opponents. Well, you that get, was like... pre
0: that was pre COVID, wasn't it? Because at one point yeah. we we we've missed out on a summer tour against the All Blacks. Yeah, we were supposed to go, the Lord. he didn't.
2: Summer last year. It's a a bullet.
0: <laughs> what would you rather have, a summer tour to Dunedin or a global pandemic?
2: And, and there's a pause when people are actually thinking about it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but to be fair, was that another summer that they replaced it with potentially going to Georgia and Romania? And then that got kind yeah, of well? As well? Yeah. yeah. I don't know which I'd rather have.
0: Yeah. yeah. So... I think the one thing we will be sure of, they'll definitely be left a, a left field name or names thrown about the Scotland squad between now and the end of the end of the year. Who will be? We don't know yet. We are I working. We are working name, on but... an article. We are working on an article on uh, Scottish players that been stolen by other countries. <laughs> yeah. Just so, um... just so we can try and get it on rock.co.uk. <laughs> <laughs> it out.
3: There's a back rower. Uh, um london irish whose name i can't remember who's scotch qualified and he is pretty good so i wouldn't be surprised to see it. if i could remember his name i wouldn't be surprised to see it see, see if it was like Kansas if it was a year
1: ago too. i would have been telling you it's blair king uh, blair cowan and he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um i think that's it for us anyway for, for the review of Twenty uh, preview of twenty not review of twenty twenty two. Preview of twenty twenty two. Well, I mean, that's was it re- re- was it really well, though? Have,
1: have we actually got a, have we got a DeLorean? Have we been back to the future? Do we know <laughs> what's gonna happen? You'll need no. to I think you need to subscribe <laughs> to find out. If I knew what was happening,
0: I wouldn't be sat here drinking cans of tenants at McCoom's <laughs> export
1: <laughs> Maybe that's what needs to happen, Cam.
0: Yeah. Is it like like in the uh, endgame when so yeah, Cammy, you need to be drinking cans of McEwen's Export during the first <laughs> podcast of the year
1: This is the only way, Cammie you in effect. the end game now <laughs> I've McEwen's, seen 10 million pictures.
0: The, <laughs> yeah. the only one where Scotland won the Six Nations was when Cammy drank McEwen's <laughs> Export of McEwen's
1: Export in the first pod of the year
2: And there was a groundswell ground of Scottish patriotism <laughs> <laughs> Scotland is <laughs>
0: Scotland's independent by the and back in the EU by the end of the year of because Cami drank two cans cats. <laughs> <of laughs> <to export>. Freedom <laughs>
1: Ah
0: <laughs>
1: Brilliant.
0: All Right. are on that note, anyway, that's it for this week for the main podcast. Uh, patrons, if you're watching live, you can hang around and listen to the Patreon only uh, bit of the podcast in a moment. Um, you can also download that if you're a patron uh, on audio podcast later as well. We'll be back next week, hopefully, with some rugby to review. Although, um, as we speak, various games are already being cancelled because of coronavirus <laughs> down in Wales. So we'll see. But we'll, we'll, we'll work. We'll... We don't need to talk about rugby to make this podcast work. We've proven that already. <laughs> we could
3: we could just wrap your welcome. Remember, we can well just, the
2: a five hundred eighteens are playing on the weekend, so uh well then you know, we do we we'll review that can give we'll you a do, full review of that. That's no we've not done a
0: book club for a while. We could actually get round to doing the hardest players of the night Scotland's hardest players of the nineties, which John and I have been I said to you you were
1: never gonna do that. It is the never, never of Patreon specials.
0: Yeah. Yeah, never- but all we needed is more, more, ca- more game cancellations, and we'll be back there, John.
1: Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Anyway, for now, it's goodbye from me, and goodbye from Craig, Johnny, and John.
2: Bye. Bye.